Hey, everybody. On this week's episode, Gorg and I debate what defines a stationary sport. Uh, and we try to figure out if John gets the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Yeah, and the SAG Awards are streaming. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can you confirm that? It's filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the the happenings in my television viewing in the Canadian landscape. <laughs> it's good to know. I'm glad that um, you're really getting stuff done. Feeling like you uh, are making real headway into the world of adulting. Um, or, or quality programming. You know yeah. what? I'm just I'm uh, I'm trying to break the curse of uh, rewatching. You know, like the background noise, I think, John, I've, so I've learned this. I have sacrificed focus for uh, newness. Mm. If the background noise changes into something I'm not familiar with, a little bit of my attention has to focus off to this new thing that I'm still getting acquainted with, right? Okay. So that's kind of what it is. But I found a good balance because I realize like hyper focus is also not good for me. So so I leave, like this is my this is my multitask. I will I'll get a spreadsheet or two done. But at the same time I need to understand what's happening in Love is Blind season six. Oh <laughs> Jeez, I, you know, I just probably don't think you need to. <laughs> no, no, I'm too far down, man. There's so much trash. It's it's funny, like for as much as I hate Netflix and I complain about like, oh, their shit's not consistent or like they put out crap and it just doesn't got the same, like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that it is kind of like the Walmart of streaming services, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like an Apple, an Apple not TV. Not the price. Not the price. <laughs> well, okay. More Costco then, right? Yeah. They might be like, you're getting, you're paying that VIP like 60 bucks a year, but like you understand what you're getting. You're getting like 24 fucking rolls of like paper towels. <laughs> For like good and good quality fucking paper towels. They're not the greatest fucking, but they're like fucking solid, good quality paper towels. And like that would be like, you know, if you see like the bounty shit, you're like, fuck. That's all of the office. That's not bad. But then they got like the Kirkland paper towels. Uh, and then you're like, huh. Kirkland makes a good product. They do. But sometimes you're kind of like, a very Merry Christmas with Dennis Quaid, huh? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, they, like you know, with the Kirkland, you're getting, like, a decently, like, they spent money. Good, good. Yeah. But is it cake? <laughs> like, like, the show is not what you, like, it's not bounty. It's not bounty fucking quicker picker up or fresh, like, reason, like the rest. It's Kirkland. It's always... Netflix Netflix originals is what I'm saying, John, has now got an air of fucking Kirkland to them. Whereas before they used to have this air of like, they could almost be an HBO. Like, <laughs> it's like, we've all had to come to this dirty realization that it's like, nah, nah, those are just nice fucking pair of chinos. <laughs> you guys smell like Kirkland. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Is that how you wanted it? <laughs> oh, I don't think it was how I wanted it. C Plus Productions proudly presents Can You Confirm That? Starring Gorob Wander and John Brown. Welcome, everybody. Can 
confirm that. It's the show where two buddies catch up on their week together. This is episode 100 and, geez, I think it's 180, but I it's all blending together. Yeah, 180 today. Do you understand the rally cry when I yell it? 180. You get it? No, I do not. Is that a reference to something I should know? <laughs> I, I thought you might. Um, <laughs> I felt like we were hanging out around this time when <laughs> when when the when the cable TV landscape was changing in Canada and we were in college and they needed to air shit all day, like on the sports channels that had just launched. And they used to launch like British darts. You've never watched like the World Darts Championships? Oh, <laughs> not... No, I don't, not enough to remember, like, how they call it out. <laughs> but, uh, okay, think about it. Like, you know of the poker boom and the fact yeah. that that obviously had its television moment, right? Yeah. Um, think of darts as having had its moment, too. But it, it has stuck around uh, in a good way, just the same way. Like, you know, you don't see as much poker on TV, but it's still there. Um, and in and, and the same way darts is there. Bowling, not as, not as much. But, like, so in the dart, the rallying cry is always... 180 <laughs> when the guy gets like his triple 20s right nice cool <laughs> thanks for teaching me a little bit about dark dark sure. television um, Confirm, uh, my buddy. name is john brown by the way and i'm here with my co-host gorb wander how you doing buddy not bad man you forgot to mention a uh, former regional champion 2004 of the chuck e cheese junior dark championship <laughs> do you think you could get good at darts if you practice darts? Do you think you would be you could excel at that? Is it like out of the realm of the average person? No, absolutely not. I think right? it's time. I think it's time, patience. I think there's a little bit of like you do need to have a touch, right? Like the idea is like mm-hmm. does he have the touch? And it's the same thing for pool. But I used to have dart I had a dartboard when I was like seven or eight that like my uncle got me that was like a nice one. Um that like was at the end of a hallway that we had in our place. Um, and I put so many fucking holes like in the below and the above. But like, again, it was in a cabinet, right? Like it was had little chalk fucking board down the sides. And I was puffing them like as a kid. So as I kept like, you know what? God bless my fucking parents. They didn't like take it down. Like after all those holes, like I think there was a certain point when they looked at it and they were just like, it, it's holled up. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> Like, at this point, just let it go, and then we'll fill it in at some point when he gets bored. But I kept going at it, man, for a while and a while and a while. So I always felt like I can hold my own, um, and I also know how to play the game, right? Like, the idea is, like, uh, if someone's like, do you want to play darts? Generally, some of them are just like, okay, they just try to aim for the bullseye every time because they think that's the closest. Like, that's not the game, right? Like, I understand you know how to play darts, so I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Like, when I say, is it, like, possible for the average person, I'm not shitting on that. Like, that's my kind of sport, right? Like, I want to join a cornhole league, right? (laughs) Not uh... Oh, okay. You know what? Listen, if we want to take this seriously, and I think there's been a thread this season of me and you looking for more, (laughs) right? Like, in the sense of, like, what else is there in the sense of, like, um, should we play you know, an amateur sport? Like, should we be? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like we've talked curling. I feel like we've talked a few <laughs> things, right? Like, it curling. Is like, I think that's hard on the forty-year-old back. <laughs> no, but it could just be right. 
Like I hate it. Listen, I don't want to go this far because I don't think we're there yet. But like, if if the goal for me and you is to just keep looking upward and pushing harder as we get older, so that we can be more fit and stay healthier, then if, then the idea is if we want to curl, buddy, we're gonna have to do like yoga maybe twice a week too. Ooh, ooh. I know. I hate to say it. You're over the line for me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know, but it's on YouTube. You can do it in the comfort of your own home if you want. Right? Like, that's the beauty of it. Like, you don't have to do it anywhere where you think, close the fucking curtains up, buddy. Right? Like, lock the door, put the chain on, turn on the, you know what I mean? Here's what I'll tell you, John. I'll do you another thing. Sign out of the YouTube account on the TV and go incognito so this shit doesn't affect your viewing profiles, right? Like, just, it's like, go into another one, search up some yoga shit, and, like, old man yoga, and, and you'll find a couple. Stretch the out goal, the back, and the we're goal throwing rocks. for me is that the world, like, my, what I'm looking for in a sport is that the world champion can be an XL. Like, I don't, uh, yoga well, and stuff, it's like, the, man. Listen, for I'm a long burning time, too many calories playing. I, I get it exactly. <laughs> I get it exactly. Because like for the longest time, people were like, well, what do you, what's your sport playing? Like, what do you play when you're grow, like growing up? Like, what did you, like, it was baseball. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Little tubby boys can hit balls too. You know what I mean? Like, that was kind of the idea. Like, I, yeah, I would look at baseball players. players. Sometimes I'd be like, Kirby Puckett. Hmm. Five, six, two, ten. I think I can do this. I was looking way back. I was like, hmm, Babe Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) I had my helps way low. (laughs) Guys, buddy, there's guys right now. I'll send you Alejandro Kirk, who's uh, one of the catchers on the Blue Jays. When you look at this guy, you're going to be like, this guy? This guy can do it. I could probably go for an open calls tomorrow. (laughs) You'd be like, spring training's happening right now. I'm going to Florida. Like, you'd make it. But yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, we got curling. We got axe throwing. We got the oh, archery. Axe archery. Uh, adult go-karting kind of thing, right? Like, that's a thing. Um, uh, adult karting, I should say. Uh, you could do that. You could do billiards, if that was such. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like billiards is actually a, a, t- a tough one. Like, if you don't have the touch, you're never going to really learn it, I don't think. You know what's called like, knife throwing? Like, you're either good at it or you're bad at it. Like, nobody's ever gotten better. Like, I've never seen somebody be bad at pool and get better. Oh, really? <clears throat> no, like, you know what I mean? Like, if somebody's just inherently bad, I don't know. One, I think that person just doesn't put the time in anyways to try to get better. Like, everybody has, like, a plateau in pool, and there's only so few that are, like, really, really good. And, like, those few are the ones who've, like, continued to go on. I mean, like it's yeah, yeah. I have a I have a pool cue. I don't know if I deserve to have a pool cue, but I got one when I was like a kid, and I still have it. <laughs> is it like proper size for you now, or is it like look ridiculous oh, yeah, in your you hands? Know, okay. I was like sixteen when I got it, like a oh, kid, okay. but like a grown. Like I was five, five eleven probably. So, so to to further back up my point, and listeners, this is where you get to roll along with us. Like for being here, tell some people. Um, if if I asked you tomorrow, hey man, come out to the pool hall. Yeah, come out to the pool hall. Yeah. So if I was like, hey man, come to the pool hall and bring your cue. 
<laughs> I wouldn't bring it. Okay. I wouldn't bring it out in public, man. I would if if you had a pool table at your house, I'd bring it. Okay. But dude, you know what? Actually, you know what? Maybe I'm okay at billiards. I actually lived it with a guy. I had a friend roommate, right? You know, like okay. that's not weird. And um we had a pool table in our house. Okay. So how I often lived... would you say you played? Yeah. You played a lot? Yeah, I play, I've played a bit. Are you hustling me right now remotely? Are you trying to set me up for a fucking pool game? <laughs> are you like how good are you? Like, tell me. Like you know, like English. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they used, they used to call me Johnny English. <laughs> that's you. I heard the. Fucking, that's me. The yeah, whispers. That's me. The whispers are real. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm like okay. I'm sure. I'm like, you know, like I can make a a pocket. I know how to say pocket. <laughs> like you know, I can make a basket. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Like no, because it's like you know. Sometimes you're just out, you're having like a corporate event, right? Like it's like a, a quarterly, hey guys, the sales team's going out to have drinks. We It's the end of the quarter. We're going to celebrate. Um, hey, we all hit our numbers. We're going to go to the pool place. There's a couple of pool tables and stuff. And then out of nowhere, you see that one guy who's kind of like normally kind of quiet, shy, reserved, gets his, hits his numbers, yeah. does his thing. But all of a sudden he's out here like, well, you can't do that. Uh, you actually have to take the you got to take the the cue ball behind the line, and like you're like that guy, and you're like, well, what the fuck, man? Like I didn't know I was here with like the World Billiards Association official ref, right? But <laughs> then you're like, oh, okay, and then uh, that can go one of two ways. That person's either going to be amazingly good or not, right? <laughs> like there's no middle ground there, unfortunately. Because if you're that into knowing it, then uh, you got to be either good, maybe just like being a dick. Yeah. You're going to tell it. You want to do bat- pickleball? Are we on pickleball? Ooh. No, but I would do badminton. Uh, I think I like badminton. Wait. If you would do badminton, you'd love pickleball. Pickleball slower than badminton. You don't have to move as much. Yeah, I kind of liked badminton as a kid. I felt like um, uh, as unathletic as I was, I was still bigger than a lot of people, so I could reach far in that. So I still, <laughs> I still felt. <laughs> you know what's funny? To <laughs> yeah. Okay, but like the, I don't know if that's an actual advantage in badminton, though, right? Because when yeah, I watch the Olympics, sure. and you know me, John, you know I'm a bit of an Olympics buff. But I feel like whenever I watch the badminton, the gold medalists always tend to be these, uh, and I don't mean to get myself in trouble here, but I'm going to say, like, very spry, springy, generally Asian, under 120 pounds and 5'6", right? Like, that's who's out there kicking ass at badminton. But when Um, you're a kid and you're six feet tall and your friends are 5'5", the fact that they're agile... And the fact that you're longer than them, like, kind of almost evens out a little bit if you know how to aim and stuff like that, you know? That's how I felt when I... At that I get age. it. It would have been, like, an intimidation factor. It's like, oh, like, you know, like those childhood Disney movies you kind of, like, see get made, where it's, like, the, the, little, the little guys on the, the wrestling team in grade eight, 
and he's coming out and he like looks at all like Rudy, you know, he's all scrawny and stuff. And he's got to go up against like John Brown coming out of the great eight tunnel. <laughs> no, he was just, a piece of it. <laughs> I could reach shots that were out of the way, not because I was quick enough to reach them, but I could just because I just could you reach. Could. You had the reach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar of badminton. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. People <laughs> use that description all the time of me. That's fair. Okay. Okay. So badminton's on the on the fucking list, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right. on. Although maybe I don't have the same same reach. I'm gonna do some badminton at the Y. You know what I mean? Not a bad idea. That's, uh, I, that's where I went. Uh, yeah, of course. I, they probably still got a fucking plaque up on the wall, man. You can go back and talk to them. <laughs> A.R. Kaufman, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Yeah, okay. What about, um, well, this might be a, a, a push. Now, I don't know, man. Like, you're, you're okay, darts. I get it. You want a stationary sport, too, right? Like, yeah. I thought curling might work because the ice does a lot of the work for you. You know what I mean? Like, you just push off and balance. Like, so True. much core. Like, all that core. Too much core. Ooh, just saying core makes me cringe a little bit. Like, ugh. They had a like a stationary rowing competition. That could be something. Oh, okay. Hmm. Like you know, how, you know how like they have like a big bass fishing machines, and they got like the <laughs> the other little video games where like you got to like just do things repetitively but pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, there's a nice little fucking rowing thing where you just kind of pull back and forth. That you could be the champion of that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, because <laughs> I, I feel like outside of badminton. The rest of your your championship hopes like sort of pin on like golden tea or darts. <laughs> I did. Uh, I went to a place in Guelph where you did. We had uh, axe throwing, yeah. knife throwing, and archery. And I liked I liked yeah. the knife and the axe throwing. I think archery would be fun over time, but I would suck so bad at first. Yeah. And but like the knife and axe is. Uh, I've done a bit of that, um, and it's one of those things where you you almost kind of are. Su- In my case, I was surprised at the skill. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like yeah, okay. So do you have moments where like you do things, John, and you kind of are like, well, I that was, that fucking went way better than I was expecting, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like yeah, and you and you kind of look at yourself and you kind of question. And you're like, no, like what the fuck in me made that happen? Because I know that's not just me, au naturel, right? Like that's got to be me dna like what 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 part of my fucking ancestry pulled that one fucking out of the bag for me today because yeah axe throwing i think if you're good at it i would love to join you because fuck man i could throw an axe like i am one time i was uh, playing a video game with a friend of mine and i did a perfect pitch perfect spitting imitation of rip torn (laughs) and uh um for real (laughs) For real, it was his voice coming out of my mouth. For real, it was like his voice just coming right out of my mouth. I said, shooting me down, three words. Shooting me down. And I'll never be able to do it again. I'll never can. It's like one of those things, just something that you just did way better than you expected to do. One of my favorite Rip Torn lines is from the movie (laughs) Wonder Boys, when uh, Tobey Maguire's character is drunk off his ass inside of a bar. 
and uh, Michael Douglas is responsible for Toby and Rip Torn's hanging out with him. And he just looks at Michael Douglas and goes, what this boy could use is a nice tall glass of Coca-Cola. It always kills you, does that? And I think the most popular one is uh, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, that one is (laughs) definitely the most famous. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess we will look for some recreational sports leagues yes you know what i i do like your your idea of like i like archery i like this well i'm not good at archery but i like the axe throwing and the knife throwing. um i feel i know what the answer is like what your what your weekend hobbies could become and, and how you could really immerse yourself in it um now stick with me john how would you feel about not just playing the video games you play, but getting to act them out in person? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is you could go LARP a bit and perhaps <laughs> bring your jousting skills and your tug of warring skills and and your like cannonball loading abilities to the forefront. Come on, man. I have a lightsaber. I need to practice lightsaber spinning. <laughs> uh, there's, is there probably like a lightsaber camp you can go to? There's definitely a lot of courses you, online, I think. <laughs> online. I'm trying to get you out there to meet the people. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to meet anyone in that community. <laughs> that community is listening right now, John. Yeah. Don't- yeah. Listeners, don't take it personally. He's got work to do, okay? He's <laughs> not as grown as you are and and your fantastic little dress-up parties you play. <laughs> I would do it if I had the time. And what I mean by immerse is, you know, not only would I go on the Sunday afternoon from 2 to 6 p.m. in the park um, swinging things around, but on the Saturday, I'd be at joust camp. I'd be at... I'd be at wherever everybody who works at Medieval Times has to go. <laughs> Do you think the Medieval Times people have like a workout regiment the same way that the gladiators did back in like ancient Rome? Where they all like party together and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Party together and they're like working on their fucking knife skills. They're working on their fucking shield skills. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. good parry, good parry. <laughs> Are you guys doing coke in the back stable again? <laughs> that's great. That's great. Use it. <laughs> and it's like. I, like, because you don't just show up for your shift and just be like, yeah, I'll figure it out, right? Like, you obviously have to go to some sort of, like, medieval times training combat academy. Sure. There's choreography, for sure. All right. How about that? What about we just go and do the medieval times choreography school? Oh. But not the job. Or are all our night heroes dancers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know... <laughs> I'm trying to give you something we can do together as a podcast where we can stay fit and active and have fun. Oh, I'm not. And I, I feel like you're not taking it seriously, man. <laughs> no, because you're already missing the point every time. You keep saying things that are way above the way past my line, dude. I've already said stationary sport. Now you're like, let's go train like knights at the fucking round table. <laughs> Come on, like, <laughs> I don't want to joust. I want to. <laughs> I don't want to joust no more. I'll oh, joust man. with the pool cue. That's it. We- <laughs> oh, come on. All right. Fine. 
Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Just aside, my pool cue is got an engraved name on it. I swear it to God. Lucille, guess what the right? name is? Guess, guess what the name is? Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I'm <laughs> telling you, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. All right. That's all, all I'm right. trying to say is we could. Oh, and you know what? And listen, it doesn't have to be a medieval time. I, but I mean, I would go to a medieval soul. Oh shit! You know what? I'm gonna stop, John, because this is a very fine line between me, like trying to find a person who can teach me all of the axe throwing skills, all the knife skills, and all the jousting skills, um, and then kind of like one day being like, I don't feel like this is enough. But I did find this camp in Kentucky. Yeah. And this camp in Kentucky, well, they said they would train me on some evasive techniques, invasion moves, uh, essentially how to visit capital and not get caught. I'm going to go join. And, like, it's a fine line between wanting to throw archery skill and, and join a militia. So I'm I'm going to have to be careful. Well, there's a community that I kind of feel like I could be a part of. <laughs> But I'm not really like actively looking to join a community like that. But um, I'm a horror fan, right? I always watch all those horror movies. You know that? Oh, thank you for the second part. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure uh, what specifically you were a fan of. So you said movies. Okay, good. Oh, you thought just general, gen, uh, general horror? No, I listen. Hey. <laughs> Sex workers. Come on. Let's be nice. Oh, oh. oh I just you misheard you... me. You misheard I... me. <laughs> I just oh. thought you perhaps had a VIP membership going, like a couple of fancy dinners. It's all good, man. But uh the movies cleared it up. <laughs> oh, how embarrassing. A horror or fan. Um <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I always try to check out the new movies whenever I see them. Even though a lot of them are bad, I kind of get like some sort of enjoyment from the bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I saw one this weekend that um, I it felt like it got so bad that maybe it was in on the joke. And so I, I really started questioning myself if I should be shitting on it so much or if it's clever than I realize and therefore I'm the one who isn't clever. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of like a tough thing to second guess. Like, oh, am I just totally not getting it? Uh, is it one of those things where you're like, is this Sharknado or is this a cocaine bear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But everyone knew about Cocaine Bear, right? Like, it was, like, Yeah, but, I mean, everybody also, like, made Sharknado turn out to have three sequels, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those things where it's, like, um, I'm I'm not familiar with this in the horror uh, genre. Uh, oh, man, you just named two of them. It's, like, that, that is the, that is where they no, come out. But, no, but, yeah, I mean, like, that, like, that, how it does. I know of it in comedy, like, the idea of, like, scary movie. Uh, or like the Wayne's brothers making like six of those or like mm. um, any of those like sort of parody movies, you kind of understand like that they're meant to be bad, but like some of them turn out to be okay. 
Well, why, I'm glad. What you, is it? Why is that? You don't really know, right? I'm glad you mentioned like things like scary movie because like I would put that in a in a genre of horror more so like a slasher film that is also a comedy right it's like a funny slasher film and and that's what i watched this weekend was what's called a slasher film which is like more grotesque and this one the reason i started questioning myself was this is an eli roth one do you know who eli roth is oh okay yeah i do i didn't realize he made it yeah yeah exactly so when I saw the end credits and it was like directed by Eli Roth, I was like, oh shit, am I off? Am I way off on this? Maybe did you not like, like it or did you just not think, did you watch this and go to yourself like, oh, this is a fun little campy B movie attempt at trying to be taken seriously. And it turned out it was supposed to be taken seriously because it was made by Eli Roth. That no, no. Like you were actually seeing my reactions real time. Cause I, realized about 30 40 minutes into this that there was some something going on with this movie and i started laughing at scenes and okay. um so much so that i actually rewound about 20 minutes of the movie to go back to this part that i just thought was the funniest thing, thing i've ever seen on tv to okay. clip it to send to you okay um, Right. I do that for you. Truth. You saw this. Love, yeah, man. Thank you. I, yeah. I do that for you from time to time. So like, that's okay. So, so let me give you my experience and we'll work, work up to what happened here. Yeah. This movie is called Thanksgiving. Uh, first of all, this movie came out like this year, 2023, I guess. And it stars, you, you looked this up, right? It stars Patrick Dempsey, who is like, you know, to me, like, reputable enough right gina gershon that brings it down a little but um as far as like you mean the addition of addison ray tiktok superstar trying to make her film debut oh i don't know who that is Is i didn't know who that was at all so if that was (laughs) someone that was i should have recognized i didn't (laughs) sorry Uh, i'm i'm way too old maybe that's what it's about maybe it's about tiktok right you still use tiktok so at least you but that stuff doesn't get in mind beats this was Mostly early before. But uh, yeah, okay. So yeah. Let's, so I'll talk talk to you about this movie. It's called, Thanksgiving. it's called Thanksgiving. It's about this like rural-ish American town. I can read you the storyline or I can just kind of Oh, the um, guy from Suits is in this. Yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> it's about this rural-ish American in town who yeah. is like basically like like the richest guy in town is the store owner and um you know, like it's very like um, uh, Scrooge, kind of like he's like the richest guy in town owns the Target, and so he's like determined that he's going to have a Black Friday sale, and so it takes place like Thanksgiving night, and then they're like, there's like all these villagers, like the town folk are like riding um, behind the gates in front of this department store because they want their deals and there's like a big riot that happens because some kids the the daughter of the guy who owns the store gets in and they the crowd sees them shopping early before they're allowed in and so then they like storm down the doors and like um and then it skips to one year later 
And so what it's done is like it's created motives for a few victims that have survived this riot. And then it goes on to like um, develop these awful characters more and they're still terrible. Um, so it's just rough. It's just so rough. And then because it's Thanksgiving, the murderer is dressed up like an old school pilgrim. Specifically, I think it's like John Carver is the name of the pilgrim that founded this rural town. Okay. And then the murderer goes on to kill all of the people who like we got focused on during the riot as like a revenge plot. And it, it starts in just like a terrible, terrible way. And then the funniest thing I ever have seen happens in this movie. And this is the thing that I sent to you that I rewound like 30 minutes back and rewatched so I could clip it and then watched from there with different eyes. Okay. In the, in the murdering rampage, this one girl who we've, I don't even think we've ever seen in the movie before. (laughs) Just like all of a sudden her backstory is that like her dad's like this Russian businessman or whatever, like implied, uh, more than businessman and he just shows up in this big black SUV dad pops out of the car he goes whatever her name was think of a Russian name Melina we're leaving and then like, he grabs his daughter throws her in the back seat she goes dad where am I going he goes looks at her and he says Florida and then he just walks around and gets into the car and um it cuts okay. to cuts to these two characters who like the dad came out he looked straight at his daughter. He grabbed her, threw it in the car, and just, like, was focused right around the car. Cuts to the two characters, stars in the movie, and she says she says to the guy who's the Melina's boyfriend, oh, is, he, is she really going to go to Florida? And he says, that's the biggest, that's the most conversation I've ever had with the guy. And it made me laugh so much. I sent it to you as a clip because I thought it was a brilliant line. Even as I say it, it makes me feel like that's a funny line. Yeah, but the probably movie, on purpose. The movie was, it feels like the movie was unaware that it it was that good of a line. No, Just because see, of how bad it was. No, I can, I can tell you, you watched this at home, didn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I can tell. Because the thing is, what you're describing to me, John, is what you call, like, that communal experience thing. I bet you, in a theater... That gets so many laughs from so many people at the same time, all going. Oh no! But you're all thinking the exact same thing you were thinking at home of like, yeah. come on, right? But like, sometimes you love a movie because of that, right? The ridiculousness of it. And I bet, um, and I'm not saying this to try to justify the 84% Rotten Tomato score, but it's got one, and it's probably got to do something to do with like the fact that like in a theater, I bet you this plays as a very Fun Thanksgiving getaway from the family. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to see your uncle get carved up after, like, lunch because of the way he was behaving, this would be the next, like, this would be the best thing to watch the next day. Right? But it has 6.3 on IMDb. Yeah. So I got more. The audience is not trying to figure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The reason I don't think that, the reason I think it was bad and not aware is that I've also gone through Google reviews to see if people in the Google reviews make any comment on it. No, I agree. 
I, I think you're right. I my I just want to asterisk for everyone listening and <laughs> right. No, but the idea is like it's it. You're right because Rotten Tomatoes is getting harder to take seriously with the critic score. And I'll tell you what else is. I, you know what I'd like to see IMDb and Google reviews and everyone else kind of take into like when I'm reviewing a movie, I want them to ask me if I see if I've seen it in theaters or not. And I also mm-hmm. do want to get that sort of breakdown of like. I think it would be nice to know. How what kind of movies do people love seeing at home and what kind yeah. of people do people not, right? Like like a red notice. I bet you that movie gets a little bit more love if it was only in theaters and not on Netflix, where like it's harder to fall in love with big explosions at home. But you do fall in love with like smaller things or or those yeah, things, okay. Right? Like, I get yeah. it. I get what you're saying. So I need to do more research to see like watch interviews to see if anyone says anything. Yeah. Of the cast, and if you guys know, let me know. Um, which I'm sure you will. Yeah. Uh, but I go. I at that point I started to think it was a comedy. Yeah. And I started seeing it, like I said, with different eyes. And then even funnier was a was a clip that I was a little nervous to send. And I'm not going to lie to you. There was like about three people I was like sending these clips in the same story to about this because I was really enjoying this movie at this point. There's (laughs) a point where uh, the clip that I'm like actually audibly laughing in, in (laughs) that I sent to you. I I know exactly where you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Super grotesque. But basically the guy pulls his girlfriend, the same Melina. I guess we're like ending her story (laughs) on this podcast. (laughs) This is her whole plot, by the way. We've seen her we see her get picked up by her dad and then she gets thrown on top of a bandsaw. Yeah. And then her boyfriend picks her up. Her intestines are hanging out of her body. Hey, She's totally limp. And he just holds her and he goes like, I don't know, what do I do? What do I do? And like, you don't do anything, buddy. Like you <laughs> there's nothing left to do, unfortunately. Yeah. Like you don't do anything. Um, and then the, the girl in the background's like, I don't know, <laughs> having an orgasm, know. like wh- how she's acting, like it's so bad. And like, it made me laugh. And then the movie gets a little bit worse. Like it starts doing a lot of a whole bunch of different movie, horror movie tropes. Uh, okay. Like, um, it's a slasher film. And then all of a sudden, like the slasher is like, also got a Twitter account and is live streaming this like crazy scene where he also has kidnapped these, the, these kids and kept them alive. And he's going to feed them the, the dead that he's murdered on a Thanksgiving dinner. Like it gets extreme and weird. And I just, okay. I don't know what to do about this because like Eli have Roth, you, it, have he's, you, you know, I, I, I hear you struggling, Joe. I hear you. <laughs> I hear it in your voice. You're, 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 you know how I know that you're struggling. I don't think you knew that Rotten Tomato score. And when I said it, I saw your fucking face change, and it changed <laughs> in one of those. What? That doesn't help. I want what? <laughs> like I saw it in your face, and it was one of those things of like, oh, that struggle. Um, you know what? This could be one of those things where perhaps John and I don't, I don't want to ruin it for you. But maybe, maybe you've just outgrown it, right, man? This is the way I like me and wrestling are. You know what I mean? 
Me and wrestling were tight. Real fucking tight. Childhood, right up until like my early 20s. But I'd have, I'd be, it's just, if I was to watch now, I'd probably find it funny. I'd probably be like, what the hell? I'd probably be like, The Rock's still here? But The Rock's amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're Eli, <laughs> essentially. You're Eli I, Roth of wrestling. What's going on, bud? <laughs> like, would, maybe you're just out. Yeah, you might be right. You know, and as I look through Eli Roth's IMDb, too, I'm reminded that I, I like him more because he was in Inglorious Bastards than because he made Hostel. Like, I never liked Hostel. I would tell you that, like, gruesome slasher films are probably the worst of the horror genres, uh, sub-genres. You know, so the thing, yeah, the thing is, maybe Eli he Roth, doesn't. I just don't like his movies. No, you know what I think it is is that there was a time and place when you did, right? <laughs> like when you were younger, and and maybe like thing. You mean like there's a certain time when like yeah, those kinds of things are movies you watch. Like there's a ton. Like I remember watching Resident Evil in the theaters, mm-hmm. right? Like I yeah, remember watching too. other like other things like that. Like I wouldn't go and do that now. But when you <laughs> were seventeen, twenty four. And you're out on a date, and like sometimes you want to go to a scary movie because he, I mean, like that. It's I almost feel like horror movies in general that are like wow. PG thirteen and borderline R are made specifically for like guys who don't know how to make the first move, like specifically, but want to take the girl to the horror movie. So you know, she'll jump. Wow. The, the, the jump scare helps. Get the armor uh, around. You get to you have to be like, oh, I got you. Don't worry. Don't be scared. You're like you're scared too, but don't you don't let on. <laughs> you're scared too. See, you get it. I gotta be honest. I didn't go on dates at 17 or 24. <laughs> Late bloomer, right? <laughs> no, but you know what, John? Once in a while, you'd get lucky. Once in a while, you'd get lucky, and and you'd be on like a like a not so fun one, where you know, oh, this isn't gonna go anywhere. And but you're like, but fuck, man. I don't know who this M. Night Shyamalan guy is, but he fucking got Bruce Willis doing some shit. And I don't know who this little kid is, but I like him. <laughs> and like, you walk out of the Sixth Sense and you're like, some of these are all right. Or you end up at Blair Witch. I mean, like, there was a time when, like, these are just, they still are, right? Like, I'm sure Thanksgiving opened and I'm sure, like, a bunch of 14 year old kids went. And they went because, like, hey, Addison Ray from TikTok's going to be in a movie. And, like, yeah. that's why they went. Yeah, oh, I got to look at that because I got to see which character because I have no idea who she is. <laughs> Again, yeah. All right. But, I mean, know. like, now now that casting makes even more perfect sense to me when I think about the fact that this was probably a movie that came out uh, for, for obviously, Thanksgiving weekend in, in America and was probably aimed at a bunch of teenagers who were home, all the cousins are home, they're all meeting up, and they're like, fuck, man, let's get out of here, let's go see a movie, and they go see Thanksgiving, the horror movie, right? And they go, they laugh, they have a good time, they come back. Grandpa's still watching the fucking football games, you know what I mean? Like, it's all good. I don't know what character she played, because I don't recognize her from the movie. Um, Let me go IMDb in it for you here, buddy. No, I, I'm looking at. Oh, that. you just want I'm to know. I'm looking right. at pictures. Who's yeah, Gabby? Like, oh. Right, like who's Gabby? You wouldn't. Know yeah. Gabby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, if I was to say her quote, let's not be naive here. I mean, the nicest guys are the most psycho. They're just better at hiding it. Does that <laughs> mean anything to you? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I would have loved for you to be like, oh, her. She has so but many know, gems. You telling me that this uh, Addison Ray, I know the name, right? Yeah, no, you know who she lo- what she looked like. And so you telling me uh, that she was in this and me being like, oh, I'm an old guy. Like, it just lets me know that, like, probably all these young actors who I hated so much were, like, all, like, if I was a 12-year-old right now, I'd be like, oh, they're fucking awesome, right? Like... Yeah, I bet you they're all somebodies. Yeah, something. I bet you they or are. Or they've... Listen, that happens now, though, even, John. I'm not going to lie. With all the content that's out and stuff that comes... Like, I was watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, and one of the episodes has this person in it. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this is. But the beauty of Amazon Prime Video is always one of those things where, like, it's got the x-ray thing, right? Like, So I hit the pause button, had to go grab some food, and, and it just happened to have that person from the scenes picture so i like clicked it and i'm like this person's been in a shit ton of fucking things and i would never have known but people in britain would have right like it was one of those things where it's like oh okay so all i'm saying is don't kick yourself man (laughs) for not knowing who the tiktok girl in the thanksgiving horror movie was yeah because i don't know who the famous british actor and the Donald Glover project on Prime is, right? Like, it's just, it is what it is. There's so many of these. Yeah. yeah. Well, that made me feel a, a little bit better. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> just like, where's Brecken Meyer? You know? like. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where are the people I know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. On Saturday, I think, is when I watched this. And I guess I could have been watching the SAG Awards. <laughs> What the fuck is this? <laughs> Did you have you have you been on Netflix? Have you watched the replay? Did you go on after Saturday and be like, "Oh, this is a thing that happened last night"? Or no? I don't know about what the SAG Awards is about enough. Like, eh, obviously, we're years, big fans. It's not a big like, deal. Yeah, yeah, we're big fans of the SAG Awards, obviously, right? Well, I mean, listen, the SAG has funded the Vag, like. Very well. They've been very great as a sister community to our badge. You know, um, what I'm thinking is like, because... Um, and a lot of SAG members have have actually <laughs> crossed over into our badge from time to time. <laughs> Listen, before you go too much on the on puns, I'm realizing uh, maybe I should ask the question. Screen Actors Guild is the SAG. Yes. Voice Actors Guild, shouldn't it be the VAG? <laughs> You know, it's kind of like the whole GIF <laughs> or GIF debate. It's really yeah. in how you want to go with it. Um, yeah, so, you know, however you... We here at the VAG yeah. are, are open to any VAG. Right? So <laughs> tell me tell me more about this the SAG Awards. Um, why are they different than any other award show? Are they just their version of the same award shows? Well, it's it's specific. Right, like now the DGA awards happen, but you're not going to find that on fucking television because who cares about a bunch of directors getting videos for like commercials and like document, like I mean, like because you forget there's so many things, right? Like so the Screen Actors Guild awards are specific to just actors, so you're not going to get a cinematography, you're not going to get a sound mix, you're not getting any lighting dudes showing up. But they give just a best picture. Well, the best picture for like you know. Outstanding performance by cast. Oh, okay. Wait, I had to read the whole thing. 
Yeah. There you go, man. All right. So it's, it's that. Um, now it's become a thing over the last 30 years and it's only in the 30th year, but I'll tell you what it coincides with John. Um, if you think about it, we're in 2024, you know, minus six, what is that? It's in like 90, 96, 94 for when this would have in, uh, like originally originated as an award show. Mm-hmm. Um, late nineties, early two thousands. If you're the E network, boy, oh boy, you'd love to have a night where you could just get the actors to come out dressed up. <laughs> right. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, why not? You guys have always, you're a guild. You're, you know what I mean? Like, why not do it? Yeah. Like the, the director's guild does it. The writer's guild does it. Um, those Did guys the actors get... have fun on this one? They have fun on the Golden Globes, right? They're all drunk, aren't they? <laughs> like... It turned out they did this time. So this is the first time it's been on Netflix or streamed live, right? Yeah. Like gen- yeah. Generally, it's been uh, the Screen Actors Awards, from my understanding, have always been one of those things that is like recorded on like a Thursday night and then like on a Saturday, maybe like the CW Network's airing it. I mean, like, it's not like a high profile, glitzy, mm-hmm. glamoury lot. Of, it's not the Globes. It's not the fucking Emmys. It's not the Oscars. It's the SAG Awards, right? Um, but Netflix had it this year, and it it seems like some people were having a good time. No commercial breaks, right? They just went straight. Oh, yeah, meant, that's right. Because right? yeah. there's no commercial, like, there's nowhere to go. So what they would do is instead of having all <laughs> these commercial breaks, yeah. uh, they just kind of, like, went quickly and the odd time when it's like, hey, we do need to change up the set for like five to six minutes to get like something going. Uh, that's when. Read? No, they would just cut to like the the people. Like Netflix has so many people that work on others. Like so, they had one of the queer eye people, and they had one from like one of their little oh, right, sun- right, right. sunsets or something like that. Like and they're they were, hosting around the sh- the show, <clears throat> and they were able to do like the behind, you know, like the interview of like, hey, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, cool. You just won for this or, or whatever, right? Like, um, mm. while the thing was getting done. So anyways, yeah, fun. Uh, I saw none of it, John. I'm <laughs> giving you this all as an update from shit that I've just seen gleamed thrown in my face today oh, on, the, okay. on the feeds and stuff. Uh, I did not realize that this is a strange part of the business of watching television online and, and in your home is sometimes shit just gets by you, right? Like, I was complaining to you about how the Globes got by me because I wasn't on the linear television that night. And I was yeah. in the apps. Uh, <laughs> and it turns out this time I was just in the wrong freaking app because mm-hmm. Saturday was devoted to finishing up Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, there uh, you go. Feeling right, good so about yourself. I was. I was feeling great. Sorry. I was feeling yeah. top of the world. Um, Sorry. <laughs> exactly. And and the, and the funny part is, John, and here's the funny business, Um all of Friday, I was in Netflix. Oh, just no advertising for that, eh? Right? Like, there's no... Oh, good. Yes, thank you. Putting it out there. I'm in there Friday. Anytime I'm coming out of a show, you should be like, hey, don't forget tomorrow. This is coming up. Be um, full on banner. Like, yeah. Like, when you log in, it should be like the first thing you see. Something. Something to just give a guy like me a heads up. Maybe not everybody needs it, but like, you know my algorithm. You guys know I'm watching good stuff. Like, you should know I'd be interested in this. So, anyways, uh, it turns out piss me off too much, and I need to watch other things sometimes. Yeah. So, so uh, lo and behold, uh, all day Friday in the Netflix, all day Saturday in the Prime, so that I could finish off. And I'm gonna say it again, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. For those who haven't watched, you should watch. It's a fun fucking show. 
like it, 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 and the it, it's the same fun. It's the same fun, fun show in the way that it's like kind of like beef, and that when it ends, you're kind of like, "Ooh, I want more of this. Really, do want more of this." Uh, but it's also funnier, and much funnier, right? Is it the same story, like the Brett, like the no, original? It, no, it's it, it. This is kind of think of it almost like as a as a, as an entirely different thing. This is a universe where there's a lot of Mr. and Mrs. Smiths. And sometimes they do interact and they just kind of like exist and they work for some sort of organization, but they don't really know who they're working for. Mm. But it's really more about the fact that they're forced together. Um, and how does that work out? And and um, it's good because it's, it's shit blows up every episode. So that's fun. Keeps you entertained, but it's never the forefront, right? Mm. Like it's never the, the thing. It just happens to be like, Imagine if you were watching Family Guy and all the time they cut away, shit blew up. Like, that's kind of like, sometimes you're just watching an episode of Mr. and Mrs. Smith and you don't really know what's happening, but they'll be like, and what about Saturday? What you did on Saturday? And then, like, they cut to, like, on Saturday where they're, like, killing people together. Oh. <laughs> and, like, I mean, and, like, and, like they get, something happened, right? Like, it's like a comedy show about a couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, also, that moonlights as a spy. As, exactly. Spy. You got it. Right, yeah. Like running into people at the farmer's market that they're like, uh-oh, that person yeah. doesn't didn't see us. Right. That kind of shit. So it's a fun show. Anyways, getting away from that, all day Saturday in there, all day Sunday in the Crave, catching up on the True Detective. Uh, so right. today, the Monday, I hit it. I go into the Netflix just to kind of like, and here's the funny part. I was like, you know what? I want to watch a little bit of Draft to Survive tonight while I'm cooking up dinner, um, even though I saw it on Friday. And then I see you here, top five in Canada. SAG Awards just happened. The fuck? How? When? Um, but fine. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I was kind of like, I guess I'll Way just better to watch it. Here. Yeah, yeah right? better to like, not watch it live and then fast forward for sure. It really is. You know what's not, though? Like, so, and you've nailed it here. Like, it. this is one of those things where it's like, huh, I'm kind of glad I did miss it because I'm so happy I did catch up on the stuff I needed to catch up on and finish. Because mm-hmm. I would have found myself once again distracted by something that would have felt urgent because it's live. And because it's live, oh, I should really watch this right now. So therefore, all of the stuff that I would have gotten done viewing-wise didn't. Um, so now it did. And I now have the beauty of being able to be like, well, okay, I'm just going to forward to some of the meme moments that I saw on Instagram. And I'll forward to some of the things I care about, speech-wise or actor-wise. I'll stop here for a glimpse of Anna de Armas if she's in the crowd. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can just, like watch what I'm trying to watch on this and move on, which I think is better. But having said that, Netflix is in this whole live game right now. You'd pause it on that. Of course I would. I'd pause it. Enhance. I'd be like doing the fucking calling up the NSA. I'd be like, enhance, enhance. (laughs) Um, Anyways, but like I watched the David Chang cooking show on Tuesdays now. On Netflix. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because right? yep. Netflix is testing, man. They they seem to be testing live shit from time to time, right? Like, maybe ah. it's the live finale of A Love is Blind, which doesn't go off great because of technical glitches. Or maybe it's a, a live golf game between a bunch of F1 drivers for fun, right? Like, that goes off fine, um, but was not entertaining, nor has no replay value, right? Like, if you didn't see that live, you're not watching it after, and if you were watching it live, it was really because you were looking for something to watch and you couldn't find anything and this thing was live, right? Whereas the David Chang thing is one of those things where it's like, oof, I don't know, Thursday, 
night, two nights after this thing aired live, I don't know if I do care about him hanging around with like Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and cooking them like wings and nachos and talking shit for an hour and a half, right? But live on a Tuesday night when I'm also cooking dinner, when I'm just sitting around shooting the shit, when I'm just, it feels like, okay, let me put this on live. It's all happening. Let's see who the people are tonight because it just feels raw. And that's a, like, it's a weird thing, right? Like, it does feel weird. Like, Netflix was like the thing that we moved to from live TV. And now they're trying to bring it back. It's like, um, did you hear the thing about um, Zoom calling their employees back in because they said um, face-to-face is more successful in business than over Zoom? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's going to that's like back into the office. Like, <laughs> that's got to tell you that even the Zoom guys know that like business ain't good. <laughs> right? Like, what are they going to do? Like, what's Zoom's pivot point here? Like, what are they going to try to do to make... Are they going to start working on fucking coffee machines for the break room? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like Zoom. No, no, Zoom. Like you have a fucking cup of coffee. You feel great. You're Zooming. Yeah, let's go, guys. Shut down the fucking hardware division. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wants webcams anymore. Yeah, so it's just so weird that Netflix is doing this um Streaming live or like pro- starting to do live programming. It's interesting. I, it, it works for certain things, right? It clearly tells you that these guys want to get some sports going. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe like it's been, it's been long enough. They're losing like, you know, Peacock streams games, like football games and stuff and hockey. Yeah. Um, ESPN, Disney, yeah. Disney plus does that. A bunch of them do. Right. So the idea is like now they've been kind of, they've been sitting on the sidelines so long on the live stream side of things that like a Paramount plus gets to live stream the fucking Super Bowl and not Netflix. Yeah. Right. So what's going to happen over the next few years? I don't know. It feels, I think, oh no, sorry, man. I I guess I should give you the update. I forgot about this, but the good friends at the WWE, when they merged with the UFC and turned into a super duper company, Mm -hmm. um, they recently struck a deal with Netflix, Netflix for 500 million bucks for, a Monday Night Raw live every Monday. So there, Netflix oh. is going to get into the live wrestling programming um, market, I guess. Right? Like, and that's a steal from Peacock, who, yeah. who would have been doing that already. So Yeah, I was going to say, they must own a sports league or something by now. <laughs> they don't own a league. That's the unfortunate. And they don't have good good net. The obvious, the obvious tie-up will be F1. Because the Drive to Survive series has done so much for Netflix and it's done so much for F1 that at some point you could see these guys playing friendly, um, right? Like Apple went out and signed MLS, Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. They're the home of Apple is where you go for that, right? Premier League Soccer, that's been scattered around. It's on like the Zone, Fubo, um, TSN apps, like certain places, but it's not like in one, okay. right? Like so there, there, there's places... So every league's kind of got a home is kind of what I'm getting at, John, right? Like, yeah. so it, it, it's kind of Netflix is either playing a waiting game and like, we're just going to show up with buckets of cash. Like when everybody else's contracts start expiring, we're going to come with buckets of cash, but it might be too late is what I'm getting at because when MLS signed a deal with Apple, 
That was good for MLS. It was good for Apple. MLS then goes out and gets Lionel Messi to show up in Miami to kind of play his twilight years there. And then Lionel Messi gets ownership, like a stake equity in the deal, right? Like, so they're not just going to walk away, right? Like Lionel Messi is going to get fucked. Like if that, like, so Netflix is going to have to go around like, okay, wrestling is a good entry point. Um, if if WWE becomes the whole like Netflix becomes a home of that, that's a good deal. But that doesn't do anything for me, because as, as I told you, are already banned. <laughs> yeah, I fell out of that shit. Right, yeah. like, I don't want to have to go back now. Maybe it's a good time to go back in, though. Maybe it <laughs> is the right time. It's on Netflix. Fuck it, just give it a shot. Let's go. The Rock's yeah. back. That's going really great for him over there. <laughs> and like, yeah. we should just get back into it. I I would honestly rather have more live cooking shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I would no, I'm not kidding. Like I th- I, I feel yeah. like I, Tuesday. I, tomorrow, buddy. Tomorrow at seven PM, John, I want you to, to sit down on Netflix. Don't Oh, I'll set, be set editing this podcast. <laughs> Perfect time to throw it on in the back then. <laughs> you don't even have to hear them. All right. <laughs> oh man. What else would you watch live? Would you watch like live axe throwing on Netflix? Um Darts? Would you watch World Darts Championship watch, on Netflix? I would watch SNL live. Ooh. That's a funny one to me because it's like you don't watch it now, so why would you start watching it if it was on Netflix? Yeah, maybe I bet I wouldn't watch it then. I'd watch it whenever I'm ready to watch it. <laughs> Somewhere the global TV app is like, well, fuck you, guy. You can do that now, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I do. I, yeah, If I watch it, it's usually like Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like the the thing is, um, weirdly enough, the one technology that never got enough time to shine because its window was so close, like or short, I should say, like the window was so small for it to have been impactful was the PVR. Yeah. Right. Like there is a thing about like a lot of us have moved from the PVR box in our house to having like the five TV app on our on our Apple TV box or the Rogers Ignite app on like our Roku stick. And that's how we're watching all of our live TV CNNs or whatever you want to watch. And you don't have that. You don't have that thing of like waking up on a Sunday morning, grabbing your coffee and being like, you know what? I recorded Saturday Night Live last night. I'm going to watch that now while I'm drinking a little bit of coffee. Because it's harder to find it now. Because like you go to the global TV app, they'll be like, ah, it's not fucking here yet, man. Come back at noon. We're still working on it. And you're like, all right, I'll come back at noon so I can watch like this edited 48 minute version where you dropped one of the perform like the musical performances out and yeah. like, i mean you they forced a, that right yeah. like you, you forced an ad here or there like if i had it on my pvr i could just forward over things i can just get They'd to be it doing that right? for sure yeah so there's a weird it's a weird kind of vibe where i'm like sitting here going like man i really wish i wish i had a pvr for live netflix even though netflix itself is the live like you know what i mean like it there was this weird feeling of like, huh, I can't believe the side got by me. I bet you if I had this one box that could have told me everything that was on, like it's yeah, <laughs> it's all getting so hard. Why'd they make it so complicated? I just want to watch it. <laughs> they just need to make it easier. Oh, man. No, I, I don't want to be like in Soviet Russia, it's better. But in Soviet Russia, they only have five channels. <laughs> it's like probably better. <laughs> It's probably better. Well, no, that I saw a thing on the Daily Show about uh, Tucker Carlson saying that things in Soviet Russia are better. So I don't know. Yeah, there you go. 
Now here's um, the question, John. Did you watch that Daily Show at 11:35 p.m. <laughs> on Comedy Central Channel or whatever? Did you watch uh, it like through? No, I watched <laughs> the clips that were cut on the YouTube channel of jo- of jo- of just of John Stewart too. I didn't even watch the other clips. <laughs> That's it. There we go, folks. This guy wants to watch Saturday Night Live live on that place. Give me a break. Yeah. No, I watched um I watched Shane's monologue today. This oh morning. yeah. Okay. <laughs> old gilly you just got to pick up for a netflix show as well he's gonna yeah. be doing a show called tires tires it'll be coming out in may i think yeah right there you go if you're a gillis fan that's something for you to look out for it doesn't give me a lot to know about the show no but no i was gonna no i don't know what it is it's like probably he he's the uh cousin of the guy who just inherited like an auto tire shop chain kind of thing right hmm. And he works at the thing, and he's annoying. All right. Now the thing is, it's like in classic Gillis mode, um, self-financed man. He had already made the show, done it, shopped it around, and then Netflix bought it. So like that guy's. Uh, if there's ever anyone in Hollywood who's like kind of a bet on yourselfer, like Gillis is one of them. Yeah, he just had to make it work, eh? Good for him. Yeah. Like good, for, good for yeah. SNL for bringing him back too, right? Like let's, we don't need to get deep into the weeds of like the whole SNL backstory of Gillis getting hired, fired and all that stuff. But like good on Lauren and them for being like, we are going to have a reputation here uh, of people who will not hold grudges if we don't need to. Right. Like hmm. if Gillis is over it, they're over it and want to make up for their mistake, then that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to host. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's gotta be nice. <laughs> and it's gotta be nice for him to host when he's in a position where he doesn't need it anymore. Right. Like there's a large like, you know, when he got hired to SNL, it was probably one of those life changing moments for him where he's like, holy shit, people are going to finally know who I am. Yeah. But in an odd way, the way the story broke of him getting like not really hired or like fired after being hired and not making a performance like that made him too. like that gave him a following that allowed his his brand of like shit to like get bigger Probably sold way more tickets on the road when he was doing stand-up. Probably mm-hmm. did got way more listeners to like his stuff. Um, so it's like one of those things where it kind of works out, right? Like, like Larry David has no sour grapes with Lord Michaels for having quit SNL because mm-hmm. it's obviously worked out for Larry David, right? Like, the, like you know the my favorite Larry David, like everything that I love about Larry David is Larry David, but. The SNL story of the episode on Seinfeld. The, the Seinfeld episode where George Costanza quits, yells at his boss, and then comes back to work the next day and acts like it never happened. <laughs> that was Larry David having yelled at Lorne Michaels for not putting, like, using his shit enough on the sketch show, quitting, coming back the next day and acting like it never happened. Really? <laughs> True story. That's funny. Yeah, that's like. Why Gillis is fine, man. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good story to learn. That's a good thing to learn. I hope you guys enjoyed learning it on this week's episode. Can you confirm that? This is episode 180. We thank you guys so much for tuning in, for choosing us and spending the hour with us. Dorof, thanks for spending the hour with me. <laughs> of course, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> happy to, happy to... Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next one. Bye.
The double groan. Oh, no, no. 